Welcome to Cork City Library's talking newsletter of library news and features. I'm Glenn, and in this edition we will be bringing you an excerpt from The Inner Light by Billy O'Callaghan from his 2009 short story anthology In Too Deep and Other Short Stories. Circa Fogarty continues her series on tips for short story writers. We hear from reference librarian Rose Smith, who is currently redeployed in contact tracing, and we feature a poem by library staff member Ed Cashman. Cork author Billy O'Callaghan shares an excerpt from The Inner Light from his 2009 short story anthology In Too Deep and Other Short Stories. From beneath the gauzy blanket of a dream, the old man felt something shift, compromising the stillness. He strained to listen, but the world was full of sounds that he'd only lately begun to hear, and it was a minute before he caught the certain telltale sound of a floorboard's groan, the loose board on the landing just beyond his bedroom door. Jack. His mouth shaped the name, a flicker of old tongue and a small widening of cracked and sunken lips. But the sound that wheezed at his surface was as dry and blanched as withered November leaves. Then, even before opening his eyes, he smiled. Smiling really did make everything seem better. The air lost its stifling clamour and lightened around him, and even irreversible situations felt suddenly bearable. He held the smile until it had spread its rays out to the very furthest reaches of his face, and delighted one more time in how the muscles tightened, how the creases of time flexed and deepened into the place of wordy shadow. Then he opened his eyes on the half-lit day. How do you know it was me? Jack stood in the doorway, small and impossibly young, a flower still a long way yet from fullest bloom. The glow of wonder at this piece of magic glimpsed a little bonfire in his wide, heart-shaped face and made pools of his dark, staring eyes yet it was clear enough that he had reached a kind of precipice. Eight years old was childhood honed to a deadly edge, when all innocence felt distilled to its purest form. At eight, every breath tasted of newly hatched summer, every bone ached to run. There was mystery to be found at every turn, the bristle and trill of another challenge to be met and faced down. But all that chasing, laughing and playing had to lead somewhere. The old man, the grandfather, shifted in the bed. Then opened up that smile again. A trick I picked up over the years, he said. He could feel the frail words flutter winged from his mouth, and almost expected to see them in flight. There are other things than maths and geography to learn, boy, and school won't have all the answers. Shyly, Jack approached the bedside, stood uncertainly for a second or two, then perched on the edge of the bed. The mattress barely sagged beneath his lightsome body. He stared at his grandfather then took to studying what the fingers of his left hand were doing, how they bunched and built the white linen sheet into neat and even pleats. Two knuckles were skinned raw, the pale flesh pocked with a crust of scab. Fighting, perhaps, or a careless careen against some pebble-dashed wall while in the fullest flight of some important game. Those were nasty wounds, yet of a kind quick to heal, a few wincing tears shed, a duty served, and then that stinging. Surely the worst pain in the whole world would begin to fade. Summer was calling, full as brimming wells with the dew-laden mornings and joyous rambling afternoons. There was time for tears, but not time to linger over them. From The Inner Light, 2009. Short Story Writing with Circa Fogarty 
Over the next few weeks, Circa Fogarty, a member of our Bishopstown Library staff, will be going through how to begin writing. Let's continue. Hooking the reader. Begin a story in the middle of a conversation. For example, Just who do you think you are? Mrs Fleming asked as April slammed her notebook on the desk. Begin with a description. For example, Millie's face turned red when she entered the room. Stapled on the walls all around were pictures of her. Begin with background information. Exposition. For example, Kevin was accustomed to being first. Since he had started running in 6th class in secondary school, he had always been a champion. Begin with a peek into the character's mind. For example, how could things have gone so wrong? I asked myself as I looked out over a sea of laughing faces. Begin with a startling statement. For example, when I was little, I would think of ways to kill my daddy. Ellen Foster by Kay Gibbons. Begin with a question. For example, what would you do if you were standing in the shopping centre one day, minding your own business, when suddenly, the girl who you knew you would spend the rest of your life with, the girl who makes your heart beat like a drum, the woman whose fingers could crush you like an insect or hold you like a delicate flower, walks by. What would you do if you had never seen her before and did not even know her name? Don't forget, take your time before revising and editing. You won't be able to assess your piece immediately after you've written it. Give it time. Get a little distance from it. So, when you return to it, you can look at it with some objectivity. Being too immersed in a piece will not help the revision or editing process. More tips next issue. Redeployed Library Staff, Rose Smith. Since the end of March, library staff members have been redeployed to assist in essential services in the COVID-19 emergency. A number of colleagues and I have been redeployed to the HSE, helping out with contact tracing. The work takes place in UCC, and the contact tracing teams are made of both clinicians, public health doctors and nurses, and non-clinicians, such as myself, library colleagues, and other redeployed public service staff. The clinical teams make the initial call to the patient informing them they have tested positive for COVID-19, carry out a medical assessment and give information about self-isolating and keeping safe. Non-clinical staff then make follow-up calls to find out all people the patient had close contact with from 48 hours before the first onset of symptoms. Further calls are then made to these contacts to inform them that they have been in close contact with a positive COVID-19 case and advise on limiting movements and contacts and what to do if they become symptomatic. The work is interesting but can be challenging at times and each call is different. Each case you contact is a person dealing with a serious health issue and at all times you are mindful of the unique difficulties each one is facing. Having kindness, understanding and empathy is important in helping you carry out the work. It is also rewarding knowing you are doing something to help out in the current emergency. Grace Notes Brainwormed by news feeds and this strange grammar of being, your palm enfolds a pint of stout in the backyard quiet, the frost of Perseus. We're going to need a third or fourth wind to skip these islands, a lodestone or talisman to whirl the spaces between us, but less busy-bodied, less glutted by wants as we queue for simple needs. Do we have enzymes to digest this? Can we code it with the life hack, the lifestyle app? In the vanishing of the workaday, as the kids scramble your nerves, as you rush the forms, as there's no getting about, as there's no visiting gran. The future is a moon-blurred gauze of rain, and there's a stopped heart in every stat. 
goodbyes at a distance. But like a grade of embers, something flickers in the silence and you sense the practice that ignites your spark. The slow exhale to fire the vagus nerve, humming of the song that fathoms you, spading of soil or kneading of dough. It changes how you pay attention. So navigate this troublesome, the whatness of it. With gratitude for the grace notes. Gratitude for the spine of service. Night feed for the newborns. Bins collected. The helping of the mottled hand. The nurse who must clock in. There's a breakage. There's an opening. We can vernalize our ways of being. But if, in the small hours, you are cramped in fear, let this be your mantra of action. For the days, hours, minutes ahead. That after this, I do that. And that after that, I do this. April 20. Ed Cashman is a member of the City Library staff. That's all for this edition. All information can be found on our website at www.corkcitylibraries.ie and on our social media channels. Thanks for listening. Sláin.